This is a heartfelt, excited, enthusiastic hello from Michael from Kentucky. Hello, hello. I'm so glad to be here. Oh, my God. Michael, my best friend from college was a Texan. I'm from Chicago. And I would do her accent back to her because I loved it so much. And she's like, stop it. But part of where it comes from is I think it's just the greatest accent in the world. Listen, I I, I think of it like a term of endearment, like when people mock my accent, because I love it. And like it's funny because like the whole time I was there, like I found myself like when I was talking to like the people interviewing us in our little confessional rooms, I would mock their accent. Now we want to hear your British accent. Yeah, now we have to hear it. You it's not hear. good. No, of course, but that's why we want it. What was it that she would always say? Oh, and box your uncle, mate. It's something like <laughs> box your uncle. And I'm like, what does that even mean? I I wanted to start by saying it's always a weird thing for me talking to somebody who I've become obsessed with on a reality show. I hope you're obsessed with me. I love that. We're We're obsessed obsessed with you. Now, you got all these judgments, but you also get all this obsession. I love it. I've actually been reading mean tweets about me this morning. Are you a thick-skinned person? Does that stuff bother you? No, you can say whatever you want to because facts of the matter is you're just jealous you wasn't there. I don't give a flying fart, brother. It's okay. Do you really mean that? Or is that like a thing that you're telling yourself to justify reading these mean tweets, Michael? I I really mean that. Because if I was your mother or your close friend, I'd be like, I'm pretty sure that it's not good for your mental health. At one time, I don't know if that was the case. But through years of therapy and like coming to, I guess, be more comfortable with myself, I'm at that point. Yeah. Like, honestly, I was screenshotting a bunch of them and sending them to Christian. And I was like cracking up. He's like, Michael and Christian are the most annoying people I've ever seen. One of them said, I swear to God, Michael is the worst effing person to ever be cast on reality TV and reality TV history. And I'm like, really? I think you're lying because as a fan, I loved me. Like, I loved my edit. I brought everything. I brought the cringe. I brought the underdog. I brought the, oh my God, is he really saying that? I was reality TV gold to me, brother. In the round table, you talked about being someone with social anxiety. I am someone yeah. with social anxiety. And just the thought of doing a show like that and, and, and being at breakfast with that many people every day, I, I couldn't cope with it. How are you able to do that? If you watch the show back, you'll see lots of group settings that I'm not in. If you you look, there are like five, seven, eight, nine, ten people sitting in a room discussing. I'm never in that large group because I couldn't. I had to walk out. Like there was one time it wasn't made, it didn't make air, but like we were sitting in the billiard room and people were coming in asking me questions. At, and I was like, guys, I got to leave. I got to leave. And I got up and I left. And Ari actually brought it up at the first round table. He's like, that was very suspicious. And I'm like, it may have been suspicious, but I was dying on the inside, brother. I had to get up and walk out. And Quentin spoke up. Quentin said, listen, I have a master's degree in social work. Everything this guy is saying checks every box. And you guys are attacking him like crazy. And it's so weird because in modern society, you'll see be nice, be kind. You know, people are committing suicide every day and people are bullying them. What do you think you're doing to this guy right now? He stood up for me so hard. And that was the moment that I was actually referring to whenever I said, Quentin, you stood up for me and I'll forever be grateful. It was very rough on me because they were everywhere. Like you could not get away from the people. At the round table, they show me crying in a little MIV interview afterwards. I was crying because I just got out of a site meeting. 
I've had a panic attack in the middle of the round table because I had 19 or 18 people at that time looking me dead in the eye, calling me a liar. They would not relent. And I was just overwhelmed. I caved, I crumbled, and I had a full-blown panic attack and had to go see Psych. Then went and done my final interview. So I've got tears running down my eyes thinking that I'm crying for Geraldine. But I was crying because I literally just spent an hour with Psych just having a full-blown panic attack saying, I don't know if I can do this anymore. So they have like professional psychologists there that are ready to counsel anyone who starts to to crack under the pressure. Yes, so they do. They have two of show. them. And we actually, the whole cast had to meet with them at least like once a day. Um, we met with them before the game started. We met with them before we flew home. And we actually have weekly follow-up Zoom calls with them leading up to the show. They're doing a very good job at like following up with the psyche and the mental health and stuff. If you're comfortable talking about it, what did they say to you to kind of help you come down from the panic attack? Um, Obviously, we can't control what other people say. But if things get like personal attacks and things get vicious, we will interject and be like, you're not going to do that here. Their suspicions of you, we obviously can't control that. And if you're not comfortable with that, then you can leave the game. We hope that you don't because we don't want you to get home and have these regrets. What would have happened if I would have stayed? Could have, should have, would have kind of thing. So it was never persuading me to stay or persuading me to leave. It was, I want you to think very long and hard about how this is going for you. And I'm so glad that I stayed. I'm so glad that I stayed because you see me go from a emotional, nervous, shaking mess to just finding the strength to stick up for myself. I'm very pleased with myself and my decision to stay for sure. How, how long were you in Scotland for before the camera started rolling? I actually was only there for two days. I flew in, I think, April 26th, and we started filming uh, April 28th. Oh, that's interesting, because we've been trying to figure out yeah, what, what time, time of, year, of it year, year it is. What are you doing in those two days? Uh, we were stranded. <laughs> well, not stranded, but like we were like put up in a hotel room. It was like at the Inverness. Is it Inverness or Inverness? Iber- Inverness. Yeah, Inverness. It was at the airport. They gave us a Netflix login, and we just <laughs> sat there and, and binged Netflix. They did take our phones out of our room, and they put like black tape o- over our peephole so that we couldn't see who was walking down. And we couldn't possibly see another contestant in the room next to us. They took our phones so that we couldn't just randomly dial other room numbers until we got a hold of somebody. Um, and like they would come to us and walk us around and let us get some exercise and fresh air. And when they did that, they would be like, make sure you close your blinds. They made sure that we could not see other people whatsoever. So you are kind of sealed off from the outside world and from the other contestants apart from when you're, you're on set. Yes. And in the British version, at the end of every day, we see the contestants leave the castle to go to their accommodations. Whereas in the American one, we're given the impression that the bedrooms are in the castle. Yeah, we definitely filmed brushing our teeth and getting in the shower and getting in the bed. We definitely filmed those moments. So, And are you aware, because on some of these shows, there are fixed cameras all over the place and you're not really aware of the camera operators. And on others, what we don't see as viewers is the people right up in your face. Where does this fall? Uh, they had a huge mix of both. At dinner, that was just like a big scene where we had Chinese food. There was never a cameraman in the room. They were everywhere during breakfast. That was probably the hardest thing for me because they would be like, don't look at the camera. Don't look at me. And I'll be like, 
there's this guy standing right in front of me. They're like, Michael, quit looking at me. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, I, I couldn't not look at you like you're right in my face. <laughs> <laughs> Why did everyone get so excited about the Chinese food? <laughs> well, because we're all American. Okay. And so <laughs> the food that they gave us was amazing, but it was just like food that we don't eat. It was like um, a lot of pastries. We had a lot of hummus. Did you try haggis? I did try haggis. My last day in Scotland, I did like a tour of Scotland. Uh, me and Ryan Lochte went together. So we bonded pretty closely on that trip. And I had bangers and mash. I had haggis. Not for me at all. The bangers and mash, I really liked it, but I didn't like it together, if that makes sense. You want bangers or mash? Yeah, I would have liked them individually, but not together. Well, what he wanted was some Chinese food. That's well, I what he some wanted. Chinese food. And you just mentioned um, doing the tour with Ryan Lochte. Something I'm interested about, yeah. we, we didn't have these uh, people who were already famous in the British version. Was there any kind of us and them that you were the civilians and uh, unclean? Um, I didn't feel that way. I, I know some other people have probably thought that. Did you get to see Ryan Lochte with his shirt off? <laughs> Uh, no, I did not. No, I did not. But, you know, I am a huge fan of Ryan Lochte. So I've actually seen him in his Speedo before. So, <laughs> oh, glorious. But he wasn't, you haven't seen him in his Speedo before in person. He wasn't walking around no. in that Speedo in Scotland. No. Right? No, no. Like you Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Let me tell you a little fun fact about Ryan Lochte. He found a secret door. He was shown as this goofy guy looking for a secret door. He found a secret door. The armory, he actually found it before it was ever announced. I'm so pleased for him, though. Get away from that wall. I wanted to ask you, Michael, what have your friends thought of the way that you're portrayed on TV, do they think that it sort of matches up with the person that they know? Yes, it's it's so funny. They're so supportive. They love it. They're just like, I can't believe you said that. And I'm like, can you really not though? Can you really not believe that I said that? Why would you think I could control it on TV if I can't control it in person? But yeah, like those cringy moments, my goodness, they absolutely love it. Did you notice people who've been on reality TV before being aware of how to create those moments then you would make the edit? I watch competition reality. So I knew Stephanie, I knew Sari, I knew Cody, I knew Rachel. I don't watch dramatic reality. Below deck. Yeah, I've never seen Kate or Brandy or Reza or Kyle. Brandy looked familiar, but I couldn't figure out where I knew her from. Bree told me that she was from Real Housewives. I'm like, crap, she's going to be like annoying. And I grossly underestimated just how hard of a time she would give me. Kate is so genuine. She'll probably kill me for ruining her reputation. But there was one moment where we was out in the garden and I told her, I feel like me and you've gotten off to the wrong foot. And she's like, I just don't want to make boring TV. I don't care who wins this game. But she's so funny. She's the funniest person I've ever met in my entire life. Those one-liners, are her to a T. She just pops them off. That's great to know that she's not only that funny, but in on the joke of herself in real life. Yeah, 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 yeah. Are they providing stylists for you, Michael? Or are you guys putting those outfits together on your own? What happened was before we left, they called us and it was like, we need 10 outfits that you're going to send us. And they're like, okay, love that. Bring them with you. So whenever we got there into a sequester, they came to our room, they looked at our outfits. Actually, I didn't get the luxury of them being like, ah, let me get you something else. Everything that I wore was my own clothes. Did you feel left out that you didn't bring any hats? And yeah, you had else a trucker cap around? on at one stage, didn't did, you? Yeah. Oh, you did. <sighs> so 
They actually did provide the hats. It was funny because I made a joke with them because I'm going bald and I have like a massive bald spot in the back of my head. <laughs> so um, after the first round table, um, Catherine, our wardrobe lady, she's like, Michael, we got some hats for you to wear tomorrow. And I was like, is it because the camera zoomed in on the back of my head and you can see that I'm going bald? She's like, no, 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 it's not. No, it's not. But then I kept hiding my face with the hat because I was having a full-blown anxiety attack. And so they would be like, stop, Michael, lift your hat. We can't see your reaction. And I'm like, I can't, I can't. It's too vulnerable for me right now. So then the next day I didn't get a hat. I think it's because they realized I was using it as a shield so that I couldn't get that TV reaction moment they wanted. So, How much interacting with Alan happens when the cameras aren't rolling? He is the funniest person. He's there. He's hilarious. Like the missions and stuff. You saw him at the very beginning giving his little spiel about stealth of a fox and like, and you thought the real housewives of Beverly Hills was bad. He would forget his lines. He's like, oh, F me. It was just like so funny. And then we would have to do it over. And he like, ah, I'm going to try to get it this time, guys. Be patient with me. And then he would start again. He's like, ah, F. He kept cussing like crazy. And where I'm from in the South, you don't cuss unless you're drunk or mad. You know what I mean? That was such another cultural shock for me because everybody was just letting them fly, especially like the British people on the set because they were like throwing out the C word. Oh, yeah. We toss it, we toss it around with gay abandon, don't we? Yeah. But Michael, you're not really answering the question, which is we're, we're asking you about how Alan behaved when the cameras weren't rolling. How much talking to you when the cameras weren't on? He talked to us quite a bit. He did. He was like one of the bros. I mean, he was just like sit, like just sitting around talking. Like he's so cool. He really is. He was very interactive with us. And what about Fergus though? I mean, what, what does he sound like in real <laughs> yeah. life? Um, th- he never spoke. I don't know. He never spoke. You never heard him speak either? Never heard him speak either. Is there anybody who, when you've watched it back, comes across very differently to how you perceive them in real life? Probably not in the sense that what you're looking for, but I'm very surprised that Amanda didn't get more one-liners. She was hilarious. Definitely gave Kate a run for her money. Do you know personally why she had to leave the show? I do know why she had to leave the show. I unfortunately can't speak on that. She is currently in talks about getting the rights to share that. But I will say Amanda and Christian both are so excited to talk about this. How much guidance are you getting from the producers in terms of like, hey, Michael, you know what? Actually, you should get up right now and go talk to so-and-so. Is that kind of stuff happening? No, it did not happen at all. I wish it did, but I'm not so sure I would have done it anyway because physically I was dying on the inside just having to be around people. I couldn't do the large groups. I was getting overwhelmed. Everybody was talking at once. I had to get up and walk out so many times because I just couldn't. It was too much for me. Was it the the conflict? Is that sort of being in proximity to people being aggressive generally or like aggressive at you or both thing? What felt so kind of... Or just the amount of people and noise. Triggering for you. Just the okay. amount of people for sure. I learned after the first round table to never back down from conflict because I did not want to go home and wonder what would have happened if I would have spoke up for myself. So I was never not going to speak up for myself. It was just the amount of people in general. And and like everybody is so like drop dead gorgeous and confident. And I'm like, one, I have the worst skin of everybody there. (laughs) I weigh like at least two times more than everybody there. And I just didn't feel like I fit in. And it wasn't that they made me feel that way. It was just my own insecurities. We were up in the wardrobe room getting ready to go to a challenge. 
and like Cody and Christian just start ripping clothes off and change. I'm like, I, I'm, I'm going to go to the bathroom and change. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, give, I just don't have that confidence level that so many of them had. And I wish I could have just like melted into the floor in every group of that I was in. Have you thought about how you would have played it if you'd have got the tap on the shoulder and, and been uh, designated a traitor? I would have went home first. You talk about being a target because like I said, I'm naturally shady anyway because I'm just so awkward and weird and like knowing that I had to actually hold a lie in too. Oh God, no, absolutely not. After you've been banished, what happens next? When do you find out who the traitors were? I don't know when everyone else found out who the traitors were, but I'm very super tight with my researchers and the production team. And so I knew before I even fell asleep that night. <laughs> um, wow. I don't know if they were supposed to have told me or not, but there were, there were a couple of folks who informed me. But then as soon as the game was over, we all just linked up on social media. We exchanged phone numbers. All of the um, civilians have a group chat. We, we text in it every day. And so we knew before even leaving Scotland. No, that was a secret that wasn't being kept. And so... <laughs> Have you, have you invited any of the celebrities to your group chat? We have a civilian group chat, but now I do talk to Stephanie and Rachel probably almost daily. I talk to Sari very regularly as well. But no, the, the civilians, we talk every day. Um, me and Amanda talk multiple times a day. Me and Christian talk multiple times a day. I'm very close with a lot of them. How authentic is that hostility between Rachel and Kate? It's funny because I was reading on Reddit and it was like, I can't wait to watch this show Kate Chastain starts so much crap and Rachel Riley takes no crap. That summed them up perfectly. How much of it was authentic? You would have to ask them because okay. they're both pretty professional with this reality TV game. So I don't want to say that it wasn't authentic or that it was, but they also know what brings the TV and they know what to back down from and what to lean into. So I, I don't know though, I, but I do know they're both very good at what they do. Is this, is the traders the beginning of that journey for you? Like is your dream that in 10 years, someone would be talking about you being like, oh my God, Michael's been on. Da, 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 da. Is this, is, is your hope that this is step one out of 20? I don't necessarily want to say that I have a hope for something like that, but I will never turn down an opportunity ever. So if it comes my way, I'm definitely pouncing on it. I'm fairly certain I was the only applicant for the traders. The rest of them were all recruits or they were finalists for the circle and pulled over from that because Studio Lambert does both of them. I'm fairly certain I was the only actual applicant. I applied and literally the very next day I got a phone call. And what was the application process? What did you have to do? Ah, Lord, it was a Zoom call probably about once a week. January to March. I had my first Zoom January 28th because it was my daughter's birthday. And then about once a week, sometimes twice a week from that day, I had a Zoom call with somebody. Wow. What a thing. So just a bunch of a bunch of conversations. Of course. Yeah, that's what you would do to cast a reality show. How old is your daughter, by the way? Uh, I've got two. One's nine and one's six. Are you still with the mother of those children? I'm not. No, we actually are in the process of a divorce right now. Our divorce is not final yet, but no. Have you had any ladies make an approach? I am enjoying my single life and hiking every chance I get. I'm not the least bit interested in a relationship after 18 years of being in one I really like my free time. Thank you so much for taking the time to uh, to talk to us. It, it's been eye-opening and such a delight. 
if you, if, you, if you got to murder one of those people, whose who's name is going on the parchment? I would have murdered everybody coming for me. If I was a traitor, Brandy, I would have murdered you last night. Okay, if I was a traitor, I would have murdered you tonight because I can't play this game because you guys won't back off of me. Do I think you're a traitor? No, I don't. Um, but I can't even focus on them because you won't leave me alone. So I would have absolutely made it very obvious and murdered every single one coming for me just so that I could have some release. You seem like a nice guy. My parting comment is I think you shouldn't read the tweets, but you're a grown man. You're a father of two. You can make your own decisions. And thank you so much for your time. It was really generous of you. Thank you all so much for having me. And I'm definitely going to be like tuning in and listening to you guys from here on out. <laughs> 